house. Everything's a game. You Everything didn't know that in... we were playing a game, but all of a sudden we yeah. were playing a game. All of us turned it into a game, but our youngest daughter, uh, the Leaf, mm-hmm. brought in a football. Well, a vortex. Whatever. It's a football. It's, it's a, a vortex. It's a Nerf football. It's a vortex. And we it have, and, and friends, we have daughters. I have nothing but females in my house. Um, <laughs> oh, we have multiple footballs. <laughs> and we, yeah, and it's not the the females masculine or, or sorry, footballs is are football not masculine, is masculine or, or feminine. feminine. It's the fact the footballs were being chucked at each other. Oh, all, they were trying to evening. hurt you. <laughs> I think all evening, well, both my kids were trying to throw footballs to damage my body. No, the leaf <laughs> was trying to damage mommy, and the yeah. tree was trying to damage daddy. <laughs> They were trying to hurt yeah. each other. No, they were hiding behind their parents, throwing footballs at the parent. So the parent was trying to throw the football at the respective child, but the child is hiding behind the other parent. And there was a couple times, like, I text you, like, put your leg down, move your arm up into the air so that she was exposed so I could get her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... It, it is that a, it was tagged with football yeah but I guess more is that a misogynistic thought in my head where I'm going wait a minute I'm sitting here watching TV with all females and here we are playing a game while watching TV we're watching whatever the, the stupid documentary is on it was okay. a fantastic documentary anyways it was boring Which one? <laughs> it was so interesting it was like night vision or in the night in I the can't night remember it's a new Netflix night Africa thing anyway nonetheless is that in my head I'm going where why am I playing this game with a bunch like how did this become a game with a bunch of girls okay so yes it's misogynistic because you said why is this a game with a bunch of girls now if you would just say why are we playing this game why is this the game then it wouldn't have been so misogynistic but I guess I feel like if I was with a bunch of boys in that situation throwing footballs and jumping on each other and punching each other like that's the that's a thing right okay I guess this is it uh, we're two and a half minutes into the show this is week 110 and David and I are now getting a divorce <laughs> yeah over girls playing football yeah <laughs> what the fuck no, dude girls playing no it's not football. it's not <laughs> I don't want to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. First off, I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong. Yes. I fully admit I'm wrong. It's just the, uh, I just didn't expect it. Okay, good. I'm not upset by it. I'm not disappointed by it. You grew up in a household where there were way more boys than there were girls. And you we were throwing footballs and at each other. And you were throwing other. footballs at each other. So it's surprising to you because, what, your sister didn't involve herself that much? It was just because she didn't like you guys. I mean, for good reason. Um, but growing up in a house where there was more girls than boys, and I still know how to throw it's not the act of throwing the football. No, not, not at dis- all. Yeah. It's that while we're watching a show, the game is trying to cream the other person. Yeah, that's... It's no, the, it, that's a normal game. That's a normal name. child thing. It doesn't matter what age. It doesn't matter what gender. That is a normal child thing. I want to throw something at you to hurt you. Yes. Doesn't matter what kid it is. Correct. What, what gender of kid. Does not matter. Doesn't matter what age either. I, I agree with Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sorry. And that being said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It just felt weird. <laughs> Come in. Listen. It's just different. In and my enjoy. Defense.
No, I could be wrong. It's time for Shut Up. I love you. By GNR. Thank Are you, you sure so we're much. I'm sure we're not not at this moment. I don't think the courthouses are open for me to file. Um, thank you so much for finding us. This show is about life, <laughs> coronavirus, and us, but mostly us. You all and I, us, all everyone. of us, all three of us. <laughs> everyone. Hey. Um, <laughs> This is David. He puts the D in DNR, and I am Rachel. Good morning, Rachel. How was your week? My week was eventful. A lot of events. <laughs> and we have a, yes, there was lots of events this week. Um, and we have another co-host this week. Uh, I know. We, like, Granny, we're on a roll. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited about so, it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is my friend Sandy. <laughs> Sandy, say Hello. Hello, everyone. Good, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. We'll chat with her here in a minute. Let's. Um, uh, thank you so much for finding us. We're just our. Uh, I cannot thank Eric from last week. Eric Bernard, if you haven't listened to that show, what a great show! It was so funny. And um, please, friends, if you have anything you want, just reach out, give us a shout. We'll, we'll we'd love to have you on the show. We like to celebrate each other and lift people up. It just it makes us happy. Um, please uh, rate, review, subscribe wherever you download podcasts: iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We're all there. Uh, free free anywhere you download um it in it in and please give us a rating it it, it, it just an or a review it just means the the world to us thank you thank you thank you um and uh yeah thank you so much wherever you find yourself listening we're we're grateful that you're listening to us right now thank you and um we do like i said we do have another co-host here uh granny uh, you know her at uh what give us your handle? Cause I, ju- it's at Sam Jones, nine one seven at Sam Jones, nine one seven. She's so much fun. We met her last year in Cincinnati. She was at the Lebos event with us tonight. She is wearing her beautiful shut up. I love you. Uh, teacher. So, uh, Sam, give everybody an introduction. Let everybody know who you are and what you're all about. Um, Hey, everybody. I'm Sandy. Uh, Most people call me, well, my favorite people call me Granny. So that's (laughs) where, uh, you know, that's my favorite name to call Mm -hmm. me, uh, call me by. And um, I'm a, what do you want me to say? (laughs) Really just whatever you want to say. You're, uh, we're friends because you're a DMB fan. Yes. Yes, I am a huge Dave Matthews Band fan. Yes, 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 yes. And you came to you came to Lebos last year and seen us live live in person. And how was that experience for you? Hanging out with us? I mean, although for a little bit, it wasn't. I got a free (laughs) T-shirt. That's the important part. And uh, it was a beautiful evening, I will say. It was a beautiful <laughs> evening in Cincinnati that night. Yeah. Uh, and meeting on the back deck of Lebo's was even more special. Uh, yeah. There was quite a bit of people there, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, yeah I yeah, it was it was a fun event. It was nice to meet everybody. Yeah, it's always and, you nice. know names with faces because you, you you everybody hooks up on Twitter, Instagram, Crackbook, all those special. <laughs> And then they want to, you know, it's like, well, let's meet up. And everybody turns into somebody else when they meet up. They're like, oh, you're not who I thought you were. Well, no, this time everybody was who they said they were. <laughs> With yeah. a beer in their hand. Yep, <laughs> it's yep, a good yep. crowd. Yeah. 
the dancing. <laughs> like, yeah, that's my kind of people. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Um, so uh, anything else, like any kind of hobbies or anything you do for fun? I know you're uh, you're big into music. And uh, I love all the stuff that you're always posting something cool, some kind of cool song. Uh, your taste of music is impeccable. Just so, just Thank so anyway. You. Yeah. Well, right now I'm making. <laughs> right now I'm making masks because yeah. it seems like that's something I can do for my immediate community, uh, especially in my semi-retirement home, as I call it. Um, <laughs> Because I do live in a villa that is connected to a nursing home, and it's condominiums that are right next door. And I, you know, I've, they're they're community too. And yeah. in this pandemic, does have everybody kind of in a uh, heightened alert, I guess. And that's one thing I can do. You know, we're all shut down where I work at. I'm a chef at Honda manufacturing of Indiana and they shut the doors down on March 13th. And so far we're told to go back to work on April 13th, but you know, I'm sure that's going to change considering the state of where we're at on the apex right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we're still climbing up the hill and it's, uh, so we, you know, I can foresee it maybe lasting to the end of the month. So trying to keep myself busy doing stuff that I like to do, which is, you know, something eat, yeah. I'm, I'm losing my son's body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, everybody, everybody talks about uh, with the COVID nineteen. It's not that you gain nineteen; you gain more than nineteen. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh you I can't stop eating. Um, like it's all it's everywhere. Like, there's stress in there, is that and what it is? yeah, oh, in yeah. comfort food. Uh, I find myself cooking the meals that my grandma made me. And, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I, yeah, I, I look at the the meal at the end of the night and I think, oh, my grandma would be so proud. And then we eat and then, we, you know, like you feel like a tub of lard oh, after <laughs> it, you're just so full and fat and happy and comforted. Yeah. And, yeah. You had that pot roast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That great big old pot roast potatoes and carrots. With, yeah, with gravy. Oh, yeah. In your mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the meatloaf and the mashed potatoes uh-huh. and the homemade bread yeah. and yeah. the Toll House cookies. And yeah, my kids are <laughs> my asking. Your granddaughter. Go ahead. Oh, well, the other day we made pasta because I, you know, yes. she came over. And she's been hanging out with me while her mom works because my daughter works at a bank. And so she's been getting some extra granny time. And uh, so we made pasta. And uh, so that was fun. And then, of course, we make cookies. So uh, homemade pasta is always good. It is. It's super <laughs> duper. It's a lot of work, but it's fun. I've done it a couple times. I haven't done it with the kids yet. They're probably old enough that I would be willing to do that. Um, so I made cookies this week. I Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's yeah. get right into it because Rachel made cookies. I made they were coconut lime shortbread cookies. Yeah. And I yeah. couldn't just make <laughs> chocolate chip. No. Yeah. She can't just make a regular nope. old, good old-fashioned nope. American chocolate chip cookie. I can't, she can't do it. She can't do it. It's got to be a, what is it, a coconut lime shortbread cookie yes come on who's gonna eat uh, that you've been eating them yeah they're actually pretty good <laughs> <laughs> it's real good at midnight too man <laughs> yeah they're really good with a glass of wine i'll tell you what yeah but our, our kids ate them our kids took one bite and they're like yeah no 
Like, what kid eats a half one bite of cookie and says, no, I don't want uh, it? Do you know what? There's it's not still, the kid, it's the cookie. There's four boxes of Girl Scout cookies in our pantry that I uh, reorganized. <laughs> Just four? <laughs> They're not gone yet? <laughs> no. Uh, they can eat those. It's okay. How long does a Girl Scout, how long is Girl Scout cookies a sp- like supposed to last. <laughs> so I know how long they're supposed to last in our house. I don't know what the shelf life is. They don't last long when they're here. That's why I don't. I usually just say, "Here you guys go. Here's thirty bucks. Don't give yeah. me any cookies." I don't want. <laughs> I don't want. I want to support you, but I don't want the calories. Yeah, um, I did buy some, but I didn't buy that many this time. I get. I get. Dig toss the kids some money, and so just. I think I got three boxes because I know I'll okay. just sit there and eat the whole damn thing I one night after another. That's yeah. okay. So, <laughs> what's the number one? What's the number one Girl Scout cookie, Sandy? Uh, my opinion, Thin Mints. I'm still a Thin Mint girl, okay. but I'm a woman. I like chocolate, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, David goes for the peanut butter. Yeah, I like peanut butter. Girl, yeah, and then I do the coconut, the Samoas. Mm-hmm. I Samoas, like coconut. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they keep trying to, to introduce new cookies all the time. And, every uh, couple of years, every couple yeah. of years or whatever, but those are the staples. Those three, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> How much were they there? They were five bucks a box I here. Yeah, no, that's yeah. I think it's you know I didn't yeah. get a you know a handshake or a high five with that. It's like okay, <laughs> I know. They're uh, they're pretty proud of them things, but they they taste awfully good. So they're pretty proud of them. I like to crush up the thin mints and then crumble them and put them on top of chalk, uh, chocolate pudding that's got homemade whipped cream and then crush thin mints on top. Oh, wow. She knows how to do it. <laughs> so um, well, I guess now that we're talking about it, like keep um, it simple. Yeah. <laughs> So I made dinner tonight. Yes. I cooked dinner. Yes. And you cooked all day. I cooked all day. I made all the food for our family today. And um, I, when I cook, I do what you said, Sandy, uh, Granny. I keep it simple. I, mm. For the most part, mm-hmm. I pick one ingredient to go with the rest. <laughs> I'm just yeah. keeping my mouth shut over here in the corner. <laughs> But when, okay, when Rachel cooks, the girls are always fighting. It looks, okay, so I made a broccoli cauliflower salad this week that it was uh, fresh broccoli and cauliflower. And um, there was bacon and cheddar cheese. And then you made a dressing, uh, sour cream (laughs) and mayo and vinegar and sugar. And it was so good. And it was crunchy. And I, it wasn't the healthiest thing, but it wasn't the worst thing in the world. And neither of the girls would touch it. They turned their nose at it. They wouldn't touch it? No. No. But dad, <laughs> dad makes noodles, uh, zoodles. zoodles, which are zucchini noodles. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and our kids can't stop eating them. You, Going back for seconds. You put bacon on it, which I don't understand. <laughs> I've made zoodles before. I have made, I have made them and I have put Parmesan cheese on them and they were good. But because mom made it, no. Dad made it, and they were both going back for seconds and thirds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it takes. <laughs> but when, it, like, 
what I wanted to say, and I, I know we've talked about this before, but when it comes to food, Rachel wants to make it fancy. Yeah, I do. You want... Like, it's a all... presentation. Yeah. That's, what I, that's how I was raised. That's what... Yeah, it's all you uh, mm-hmm. eat with your eyes mm-hmm. and fancy all kinds of different stuff in there. You're telling a story. You're making an art show. Yeah. Yeah. I just throw... Uh, food together through i just throw food together i fry it put it on a plate and our kids just constantly just go to town so, uh, yeah and i'll what? tell you my grandma said the trick to getting kids to eat their vegetables was to put bacon in it and that's yes. exactly what you did <laughs> <laughs> Your grandmother um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's from the South, so she knows how to get people to eat good veggies. It's a great well, I, have tell, I have to tell you a story. Emmeline, my granddaughter, she was a pound when she was born, so she was in the NIC unit, oh, and now my. she's just she's not even on the growth chart. She's six years old. Okay. So the doctor well, she can eat anything she wants whenever she wants. Well, you know what that child always wants? And bacon. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I make I bake it for her. First of all, I don't fry it. I bake uh-huh. it in the oven. And when she's over here, I just leave a whole plate of bacon for this child to eat. And she'll sit there and eat yogurt and bacon all day. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want a kid to eat anything, just feed him bacon. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. You you get any anybody to eat anything you put bacon in it <laughs> makes it <laughs> bacon just yeah. makes people happy <laughs> yes yeah so granny how do you um when you cook do you like flavorful like fancy presentation stuff or are you just easy you know throw the macaroni in with the cheese and serve it you know <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> The running joke at work is that I'm famous for my hot dog waters. (laughs) 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 And frozen steam cubes, so, you know. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's kind of the running joke. Um, Actually, I like food with some kick in it, so I I don't care. You know, I'm not one to go. First of all, people in our industry are usually the hardest people to wait on, unless we go to Waffle House or someplace like that, because then we don't give a shit. Because we know the food's going to be good and the person's doing their job and we don't have to ask for a second cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, and we're not watching them and grading them like we do every place else we eat, which is a horrible thing to do. But, you know, and anybody listening that's in the restaurant business, if you say that you don't do that, you're a liar. I'm going to call you out on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, I. But when I'm at home and I cook, you know, it's like, give me some um, pad thai chicken or give me some spice or, you know, um, I like to kick it up a notch. Uh, lately, like I said, I, well, now let me back up. When I have people to cook for, now that I'm a, a single woman and I live at home by myself, it's Cheez-Its and M&M's when I come home from work. Because <laughs> who wants to cook with me? Come on, yeah. I miss out on Cheez-Its. Like, we don't get Cheez-Its enough. I, so I don't like them. They have extra toasty Cheez-Its I now. Know. That's actually Joe's favorite are the extra toasty ones. Um, I, there's something about that, that um, cheese flavor. So I don't like it. I don't eat Cheetos. I don't eat Cheez-Its. Um, I just don't like them. So I don't buy them. And I forget 
that other people in this world do like them. So we'll, we'll be out somewhere at a restaurant and the kids will, like a fast food place and the kids will pick Cheez-Its as their bag of chips as their side, you know, and they, Oh, Cheez-Its are so good. And I think, Oh yeah, they do like those, even though I don't, that doesn't mean they don't. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell myself it's okay to buy Cheez-Its. It's okay to buy goldfish crackers because I just don't buy them. Mm Mm-hmm. They're not my favorite. Right. I'm sorry. Well, in 10 years, your palate will change again because that's what happens with our palates. It matures, yeah. it grows, it changes. You'll love them. Maybe. maybe. We'll see. Granny's telling the future. Yeah. yeah. Someday in the future. And the damn cheetahs. And now um, when you go to the store and you'll see them, you're going to think about this conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I should buy those. Try them again. And not so. the generic ones either. They got to be cheeses. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one of those. Not the toasty ones. I mean, not the, the off-brand ones, right. but yes. I know it sounds crazy, but everybody asks people like us, what do you eat? What do you cook when you're at home? Not Cocoa the... puffs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. I'm trying to change my laugh. I keep listening to the show. When well, I listen yeah. to our show, I listen to my laugh. My laugh is awful. Like I mean, I, I still love you. <laughs> So now I'm trying to change the you're, way I yeah, laugh. You're conscious about I'm it. I'm self-conscious. Is there yeah. other things in your life that you um, like go back and listen to or see or whatever pictures that you go back to and you'd be like, oh, I hated my hair like that. Or okay, like, so I'll tell you. I have a specific <laughs> smile that I make when I'm doing some kind of video call or video chat or whatever. I have this very specific cheesy smile. And because we are all quarantined across the nation right now, my family decided we were going to do a Zoom conference today. Family reunion via teleprompter. Yeah, which we all talk to each other. It's just that this was all of us together at the same time as a catch-up. And why not? Because we're in isolation, so you don't see as many people as you normally do. Everybody has more time than what they think they have. It's okay to go ahead and do a family reunion Zoom conference. And when I came on... Uh, my uncle said, oh, you had the same exact smile as my cousin. And I thought, well, I mean, yeah, we're, we're family. There's genetic (laughs) (laughs) overtones that we have the same smile, but I know that I do this one very specific fake, um, media smile that I do So that means that him and I have the same one. And it made me think about how, oh, I present this to people. I, I, when people are logging in to see me, there's, there's a specific face that I make and it's not a nice face. It's a very sarcastic overreaction of a smile. I should probably change that. That's right. Now I know. I know. You said, is there anything in my life? Yes. 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 My video conference smile is what I should change. Okay. Are you going to take action on this? No. No. Absolutely not. How about you, Granny? I have um, uh, probably so. I have yet to get into the Zoom uh, Brady Bunch conference calls, as I call them. Uh, <laughs> everywhere. Uh, 
because you know it's kind of like okay well i think i want to put him over in this corner and him over in this corner uh but uh yeah i'm not a big fan of these cameras on these phones because they just don't really you know <laughs> make us look our greatest <laughs> and then uh, we don't have glam team standing by at all times doing our hair or makeup either <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah, I'm right there. But yeah, the Zoom thing I think is pretty cool, especially right now. You know, we all went through a, not a pandemic, but those of us that are older than right now, and uh, locked up in our homes with our parents, and we we're screaming, raging teenagers, and we had a phone with a cord on it, and that was it. And we yeah. had a television with one with an antenna on it. And, you know, with there's so much snow, it didn't work for a couple days. So you were just SOL. So, you know, and uh, God, I, I wish we would have had Zoom back then. I could only imagine the conversations that would have gone on. Yeah, but I, I guess, okay, so that was one of the things that happened to me or us, whatever. Our daughter... Uh, had a set of walkie-talkies, and all of us were busy. Even the oldest, you were making masks. I was trying. trying I was attempting. To make, <laughs> attempting to make masks. Um, I was out raking leaves in the yard, and our oldest daughter was helping. So our youngest daughter was sitting by the fire today. Bored. Bored out of her mind. Wanting to play with Wanting, a neighbor kid. Yeah, but, but she But not can't. allowed to play with but a neighbor kid. But not allowed to go talk to anybody. So she took her walkie-talkie, and like she wiped. bathed it. <laughs> in, in, she in. came to me. She said, "Is this good sa- hand sanitizer?" Which I mean, <laughs> oh, <no>. yeah, all <laughs> the hand sanitizer I have is good hand sanitizer. So I felt like I was being cornered by this question, uh, yeah. but I said, "Yes, that is good hand yeah. sanitizer." Sure. So she bathed a walkie-talkie in it, and she used a paper towel yeah. to touch the walkie-talkie, so she wasn't touching it. And she took it and she chucked it into the neighbor's yard and said, it's clean. You can touch it. <laughs> and, and she was walking. I love it. She was walkie talking with the neighbor girl. So yeah. She could, she's, so she could, uh, she's eight. Right. She's too young to have a phone. So she broke oh, out yeah. the walkie talkies and she's talking to her friend. Yeah, it works. Uh, but there was remnants of uh, 1990 or 1980 when she was doing that. Like, oh, okay, this is you not being able to use technology. This is you not being able to go yeah. get on the computer or watch TV or whatever she was doing. She just had to be outside. And the only thing that she, the only person she can talk to, the only person she can play she's with, she's not allowed. She's to talk not to allowed. So yeah. she can like hear. This the is the solution. She, which she I'm, did the big effort. Yeah, yeah. She came up with a solution. I'm glad. Yes, she did. So, is is the quarantine going to have a level of respect for that for those guys when they come out of it to be like? Uh, going outside more and whatever. I mean, because, I mean, kids like to play video games now and watch TV and all. Going outside and but playing sports. But it seems like they're starting like, to get bored with it. Yeah. Because that's like, really... Uh, okay, okay. They're not allowed to play baseball. They're not allowed to play football. So once this is over, do they... Does do it, they do that even more? Yeah. So does it swing the other way now? So mm, yeah, this is so, interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, our social environments where um, moving uh, in general, youth sports are growing smaller. 
Like kids aren't signing up to play spring baseball anymore. They're just not doing it because the it's just in it one it's polluted by crazy people playing baseball of like oh baseball is like you got to go make nary a kid will get a scholarship playing t-ball there's not a single kid not gonna <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna happen let your kid play t-ball you know um or pet <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's just not going to happen, you know. You're not going to make millions of dollars playing a sport as a six-year-old. Not going to happen. No. Yeah, so no. Let, let, let your kids play. So parents, one, parents ruin a sport. It's hard for kids to go play because parents are like, you got to practice all the time. Dad, I, you know, I don't want to do this all the time. Whatever. But they're also, their attention is being grabbed by so many other things. Video games. I keep saying video games, but there's other tablets and devices and other I things. I mean, there's video games on tablets and devices. <laughs> but so. there's other things that are drawing, like, just going out and spending the day on a swing set. I've had those days. Oh, yeah. As a child, I can remember very specifically that, you know, I went and sat on the swing. After breakfast, you went and played. You lasted until you had to go back and eat lunch. And then you did not go home until you had to. You stayed outside and you played. And you figured it out. Whether it was just, you know, playing tag or laying in the grass or swinging. Yeah. Yeah, you you figured it out, and now you have to line up play dates and have specific lawn games and a pool pass because heaven forbid your child has ten minutes to kill. <laughs> well, I I know when we were growing up, it, the the saying at home was, uh, you know, get back here when the street light comes on. Mm-hmm. If I have to come looking for you, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? The street light came home, your ass was or on, your ass was home. Yes, yes. <laughs> My dad come and look them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And heaven forbid yeah. if they did. <laughs> if, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> You're in trouble now. You're stuck inside with them. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Emmeline, she's been dying. She wants to go to the park. She wants to go shopping. She wants to do all this stuff because, once again, you know, she's hanging out at Granny's house, which is you know, a tough thing to do. And it, it, what's been hard is we would do those things any other time and trying to explain to a six year old why we can't go do those things is the hardest thing because. They don't care about a virus. They don't care about it. You know, the, you know, it's bad enough that it's invisible. Nobody can see it. So therefore it doesn't exist to, so to speak, if you get my drift, but, yeah. um, to a six year old is like, well, why can't we go to the park? We're not doing anything, but sitting here all day long, you know, she doesn't understand that, but, uh, um, and I don't blame her. I'd be upset too. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> you know? Agreed. Yeah. But yeah. It, you know, it's going to change, like, coming out of this, our world is going to oh. be different. The, but I don't know what the differences are going to be, you know. Um, just being, hanging out with each other in uh, social environments is going to be different, I believe. Oh, you know? much different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it sounds like here, everything's going to open up here soon, and we're all going to be wearing masks. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, Sandy, uh, I gotta ask. You said that you've been making masks since you were home. 
Um, is yes. there a specific pattern that you have found is the best that you're following? Because today I decided, well, yesterday I decided I needed to make masks also. And today I called a friend of mine that does a lot of sewing and I talked to my aunt and I watched a couple, uh, you know, YouTube tutorials and I am just really struggling. Well, you know what I did, Rachel, is I did all those things too. And, you know, I can sew. I'm not, you know, I'm not shy behind the sewing machine. And after doing it their way so many times going, this isn't working like it's not coming out. It doesn't look like a mask. It doesn't act like a mask and it doesn't fit like a mask. It must not not be a mask. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to readjust it because pattern I got was a six by nine and put the elastic in, blah, 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 and yeah. zip it in. Well, guess what? I adjusted that bad boy. It is now an 11 by seven and it's made a big difference. Good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a pattern. I just cut it out 11 by seven, flip that baby inside out and show, sew that up and it's done. Put okay. the pleats in and it's, it takes me 10 minutes to do one now, but it, you know, it's taken me quite a while to figure out. I, I can like recipes, well, it doesn't work that way. I'll just change it up a little bit. And yeah. That's what I've done with the mask. And and now I've figured it out and I'm able to process a lot more. The, the, uh, Granny Farm is working, I mean, pushing out more of them now. So good. <laughs> quicker by making good, it good, bigger, good. just okay. wider and, and I added a couple inches on both ends, yeah. and that made a big difference. Okay, um, more to work with wasn't so narrow. It always added. Uh, it always yeah, a couple a of inches difference. always <laughs> makes a big difference. Um, <laughs> so are you ten feet? <laughs> um, are you just doing two layers of whatever, like a cotton blend? Is that what you have found works well for yes. you? Okay. Yes. Uh, you know, I, um, I've made, uh, the ones I'm doing are just with the cotton fabric I have laying around here. And that's when I, um, if I have to step it up, not, then I think that there's gauze that you can buy at the store, the medical supplies or stuff. Like if you had to wrap up a wound, uh, you oh. could put that in there, that in, but you wouldn't be able to wash it afterwards. It'd be one of those deals that, or if you left the hole at the top of it yeah. with a little velcro a new one in and out, in and out, in and out. So, I mean, in, in, I think we have to be kind of innovative too, because I know Hellmark didn't even have any elastic left because everybody's bought it up. So it's I know like, uh, one lady was saying to use shoestrings since elastics oh, out yeah. right now. Yeah. You, you know, whatever it is that you can find. Um, I have a whole oh. bunch of bias tape that I thought, well, I can use that to tie. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So we'll, we'll We'll see. your head, and yeah, um, we'll we'll see what we end up with. But um, I I will say um, I was recently, uh, I guess, inherited is the correct word, um, a sewing machine. Um, I had a machine, but it wasn't the greatest machine. It was a machine that worked for me, and I feel like I do more sewing than the average Joe. I don't know how much sewing Joe does. Um, <laughs> but, well, my Joe doesn't do any sewing. Let me speak up for my son. Yeah, um, but um, I'm I'm so not is sewing masculine or feminine. It's neither. <laughs> It's why do you have to put masculinity or femininity on it? It's just sewing. 
Don't okay. say that to Oscar Dyer, yeah. right? Are we, are we back to the divorce? Have we gotten back there this quickly? It's yeah. been 30 minutes. Yeah. 30 minutes there and we we're go. back there. Get him. But I, I always have a big difficulty of if I switch fabric, changing the, to the correct tension on the machine. And I took pictures and I sent them to a friend that sews professionally. <laughs> and all I said was, what am I doing wrong? And she happened to be out gardening, which I didn't know at the time. So I didn't hear anything back. So I called my aunt, uh, my aunt, <laughs> who is also granny. And I, I'm talking with her through it. And she said, well, uh, there's, there's two things that happen when you're sewing. And this is very much across the board in my family that it's, a time for you to learn patience (laughs) 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 and also a time for you to be creative with curse words. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Say that again. A time for you to learn how the machine actually works. (laughs) helps. (laughs) yes so i uh, because of inheriting this new machine and it's definitely a way better machine than mine so i'm i'm excited about doing my sewing on this machine now um i won't say what brand it is but i will say that when you get it going right it just sings um (laughs) yeah there you go Um, I, I have to mess with the tension and I have to, you know, figure out what's, what's the best. Um, well, my sewing machine, machine is named Ken. Okay. There you go. My, my one friend, yeah, my, my one friend, um, she has, she nicknamed her machine Bernie. <laughs> well, I got my uh, sewing machine from my grandmother, who my uncle, her son, bought it for her like in 1970 or something like that. And I've had it since probably 1985 or 80s. I mean, you know, I've had it that long. And I've had opportunity to have newer, bigger, batter, you know, surgers, all that stuff. Nope. <laughs> like, no, I'll go back to Ken. Yeah, you, you know what <laughs> you know. Yep. Yep. No, I totally get that. It's David. David has a saying, which it's not his saying, but he likes to say the saying of better the devil, you know, than the devil you don't. And yeah, you know that devil. Yeah. You and Ken, you guys are buddies. Sometimes Here Ken... he is. What? <laughs> oh, yay! Sometimes Ken can just bring it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, That Ken. That Ken. That Ken. Ken. <laughs> he, may, he may not know who Ken is. Does he know who Ken is? I don't no, I do. think he does. I do. I know who Ken okay. is. Okay. I know Ken. I There's know. a Ken in all of our lives. <laughs> and not the doll. <laughs> I just love you so much right now. Everybody's got a Ken. <laughs> and that that is not masculine. No, yeah. No, that's just a true statement right there. That's a universal Ken. Ken is universal. Ken is universal. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> okay. So what are we doing? What What is the plan with all the mask? Okay, so... Like what? <laughs> from from what I've read and from what I've heard and from what I've talked to my conspiracy theorist uncle about, um, <laughs> the the masks are to help curb you from spreading the disease. We're trying to lower that curve. Remember? Oh, okay. Okay, so is it a goal to get everything back open then? I mean, yes, our economy can only handle this for so long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, poor Sandy, and now us. As a matter of fact, this week we were yes. both. Uh, we were both. I, I don't want to say let go from our jobs. That's not the correct word. We were yeah, both. We lost our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, we both lost our jobs this week. Yeah, which on the same day, which sucks. <laughs> but that's the disadvantage of working for the same company. Um, yeah. But your your phone call was at eleven. Yes. And my phone call wasn't until one. Yes. So for two hours. Yes. I was employed, and you were not. Yeah. For the. Oh my gosh. <laughs> For the first so time, guys get put on the furloughed list. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. But with all of us, yeah. Um, no, the the company that we work for is definitely a good company, and they're they're trying their best and hardest, and you know we're they're anxious to get back to it, just like we are. Um, we're yeah. definitely both still in contact with our bosses, like our direct supervisor and then even the person above them, which I am grateful for. Um, but it just, it kind of made us see that, okay, we're, we're at home and there are projects to be done at the house and find it and figure it out because take advantage of this time. Take advantage of the time one. Yeah. Uh, so we um, reorganized, cleaned out and reorganized the garage hmm. and the pantry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I decided I have to make masks with the materials that I have at the house. Yeah. yeah which I actually have a lot of elastic. I'm happy about that. Um, I'm going to use the elastic up and then move to the shoelaces that I have. And then I mean, go from can there. people reach out to us and get mask from us. Uh, I'm not at that point yet. <laughs> <laughs> I need to figure out the correct tension on my machine, <laughs> but I want to say yes. Okay. I want to get to that point. Um, hey, I have Rachel, not to interject, but I do have a suggestion. Yes. You know where you put your thread at the top of the machine yes, and you can either go under or over like you do toilet paper. Yes. Yes. Go so I, I do go over. Um, I think the issue right now. <laughs> just like just, you do toilet yeah, paper. As a matter of fact, that is a point of contention well. in our home. The toilet paper goes over. Under. Over. It over. goes under. Over. Under. Over. Over. I'm going to get a fucking tattoo that says over. Under. <laughs> I'm going with you. <laughs> Because it goes under. <laughs> Shut up. I love you. <laughs> um, There's toward etiquette rules, I'm sure. Yeah, no, everybody says Especially over. Now. Over make under makes more sense, but everybody says over. No, and under does not make more sense. And it this is makes why. More sense. No, so <laughs> when when you put the toilet paper under on the the roller when the kids go to pull toilet paper off, it just goes forever and ever. 
and then they have to roll it back on there. And that's really annoying. So if you put the toilet paper on over, it's a, there's a little bit more resistance so that they don't just pull all of the toilet paper off of the roller. Okay. A good analogy. I'm sticking with that one. <laughs> that sounds good, especially in this toilet shortage crisis that we're going through with this pandemic. <laughs> I mean, it's still gone. All it's of really a- schooled. You have been schooled, sir. <laughs> okay. 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 Okay, I agree. You were right. I am wrong. This whole show, you ladies and gentlemen, friends, everyone, you heard heard it it. here. Yes, Sandy, thank you. David was wrong, and Rachel was right. Yes, I know it's few and far between. It doesn't happen. Shut up. I will say I no. Uh, I I will say I I really hope and if we need to cut this out we can, um, but David really made me laugh today like a legitimate cry laugh. Uh, so yesterday we did a lot of work. We worked in the garage. We cleaned it out uh, because we were going to be working outdoors and moving heavy things and there's dust and cobwebs and we uh, we do our own constructing of things so there's sawdust. Um, we didn't take showers initially Saturday morning, and by the it time wasn't shower day Saturday, what Saturday wasn't shower day. No, so by no. the time it got to Saturday night, we hadn't showered, and there was a bonfire, and we were drinking, so we just went to bed, and then Sunday morning we wake up, and David goes, he does his, you know, the the special pokey poke. Hey, hey. And I said, no, we, we haven't showered for more than 24 hours. And he, (laughs) and he said, okay, so he went and got in the shower and I didn't know that that was cue for me to follow him into the shower. I just thought, okay, now we're starting our day. So he comes out and he starts giving me dirty looks. And I said, you were passing through me. (laughs) Yeah. I said, I'm, what is the matter? Why are you looking at me like that? He said, well, I was ready to fuck your brains out. But he goes, you didn't come into the shower, so you get to keep your brains for a little while. (laughs) I lost it. Uh, Good for you. You got me. You got me, dude. I mean, it, it happens every hey, once Rachel, in a while. Hey, Rachel, it doesn't matter how long you've been married. They still think we're minors. <laughs> no. And I told him that. I said, why didn't you call for me? Why didn't you even text me? You know, you had your phone yeah, in the bathroom with you. Oh, well, oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't know. I was trying to make coffee, get the kids situated. You know, it's hard to pour a bowl of cereal. But <laughs> But now you get to keep your brains. Now I get to keep my brains for a little while. Thank you. I would comment, but I'm not going to. No, it's okay. Thank you. I don't know you guys that well yet. It's okay. It's okay. We're all Um, friends. We're all friends. And and every once in a while, you have to say that to your wife, right? No. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't have a wife. I only have a husband. Okay, um, nonetheless. So the to bring it back to a, I guess a more serious level. Um, for the first time in my adult life, for the first time, I am going to have to apply for unemployment. 
Uh, yeah. This it's is... a weird feeling. Yeah. It's a weird... Not not that it's right or wrong or indifferent or whatever. I'm it's just, glad that this is available to us. Yes. And I'm glad... I'm thankful and I'm appreciative and all of those things. But it's just... I've always had a job. Yeah. The um, And I know that I have a job to go back to once we're at that point. It's the not knowing. And a lot of people talk about that right now. The, the, the not knowing when, um, that's scary. the struggle. That's right. That's the scary part is that we j- we're just waiting and you don't know how long this is going to last. And, uh, my, I, my sister has her own opinions about this and I have family, uh, like on the opposite coast from me that has their own opinions about this. And, uh, it's, it's interesting to hear what people have to say and, I'm I'm grateful that we we live in a time where we can still be in communication and uh, have resources available to us in in this time. Um, but this is I really feel like yeah, this is definitely going to be a game changer for our society once we get through this. That I I, I yeah I I think that we're our our lives are changed by this forever change yeah. and it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, a big wake-up call for those that have been i don't want to say taking it for granted i work in a community where uh, unemployment's below three percent has been because of we're manufacturing everywhere there's you know if you don't have a job it's because you don't want a job right. i mean if you if for one, two, if you get to choose which one pays the most and which one has the best benefits, because that's how open how many jobs are available. So people became very complacent about their working at work ethnics. Um, how do I want to put it? The generation that is. Um, I don't want to blame it on my children's generation because both of them are hardworking kids because <laughs> they didn't have a choice. But a lot of that in. The, they, you know, it's like, oh, well, it'd be okay. I can go get a job someplace sales, making just the same amount of money and doing the same amount of work if I get let go here. Well, I think when this all comes back around, it's not going to be like that. Uh, back in the 70s, when I first started working in 1976, at $1.25 an hour, unemployment was almost 17%. And then, you know, you had a job, you went to work with your toenails cut off if you had to, because you knew if you didn't make it to work that day, there's somebody who's going to be right there to take your job mm-hmm. and you weren't going to find another job. It wasn't that easy. So we didn't take it for granted. We were, we valued the jobs that we had back in those days because they were hard to come by. And it's, um, I haven't had to apply for unemployment since the middle eighties was the last time for me because jobs have been so plentiful or I shouldn't say so plentiful, but I've been blessed, been able to work since, um, mm-hmm. you know, for various reasons. But I worry now when this is all settled and it goes back to whatever the new normal is going to be, there's going to be a lot of wake up calls for people that didn't heed the advice and didn't take um, more initiative to uh, not be so f- the lazy at their jobs or whatever. Does that make sense or take them for granted? No, no. Yeah. I completely understand what you're saying. And yeah, I, I do see a lot of that and it, 
um, for, for what I do specifically, um, when we come back, it won't be all in one fell swoop. It will be in stages. And I think that the people who work the hardest will get called back first and it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll trickle backwards that at that point. And I think that it will, will help people to see, oh, maybe I need to step up my game. Yeah. Maybe right. I- yeah, I I know me personally. Definitely my industry, mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely my industry. Even in working in the industrial cooking or even to restaurants, because they're going to have to. Everybody in the food industry or the hospitality industry are going to have are going to be the most affected by all this because you know it's, cooties is going to be on everybody's minds from this day forward. And, you know, eating in public places is where you get the most cooties at. So that's going to affect us first. So when it gets to the workforce and they're, it's not going to, like you said, it's going to come back in stages and they're going to call back the people that they know are going to do the best job and the right job and, you know, not be the ones to show up 15 minutes late or come in with a, you know, or, you know, stone, so to speak, I'll just throw that out there. And, um, or, or that have issues because it's yeah. going to be like, we don't have time for this now. You know, you did your job, you did okay, but now we can have one person doing two people's job yeah. and, and do, you know, so to speak. And, and the revenue in the economic yeah. isn't going to come back on top of it. Yeah. So that's going to play a big factor into it too. Yeah. And, you know, um, it, it's kind of frightening for everybody. It's like, yeah. you know, how, how long can they sustain everybody on top of it? And then I guess too the working from home. Um, we just had for the past two or three weeks or four weeks now, however long this has been happening, there's been a big, massive experiment on how many people can and cannot do their job from working working from home. Yeah. And how good? Right. How good can you do that job being unsupervised? Yeah, so, so um, there there was IT stuff involved. I know initially where we worked that uh, remotely, you know, like only the server could handle so much. So they did like a, a little upgrade. Um, but yeah, they, uh, working from home, they can see approximately the amount of work you're doing. Like whether you're applying eight hours or less than eight hours, um, it, there, there's an average there. They can see if you're only applying two hours worth of work to an eight hour mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, there's, there's definitely people out there that are going to be, uh, scrutinized for that. And don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, I want you to be happy at your job and I want you to work the amount of work that you want to do. Um, but it's also work. It's a job. This is not your hobby. This is not happy, fun time. Um, whatever, whatever chosen profession that you're in or, you know, wherever you feel like you ended up, um, it's still a job and this is a way to provide. So we're providing for other people as well as our own selves and our own families at that point. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's an, there's an amount of service that you're providing. And, um, I, I think that we're. We're definitely going to reassess situations. There's definitely going to be companies coming out of this saying, hey, we're going to maybe start doing it a little bit differently this way or that way. And if I get an opportunity to come back, I know that I'm going to bring my A game because I have to because I'm grateful 
that I like because there's you a get chance to come back. Yeah, I I don't get to come back. There's once they let right. you go, once they let you go, they don't necessarily don't have, have to have you back. That's yeah, right. they don't have to have you back. So if I get to come back, that means that's a privilege. Yeah, to like okay, I need to bring I need to bring it. Show your worth. Yeah, and show, be grateful. And be grateful. Yeah. yeah. So and then well, the other thing I had to say about the the work home that you know i have several a lot of my friends that are working from home and they, a lot of their companies are commenting how much money they're saving in overhead mm-hmm. by these people working and how much is still getting done and they're saving money by keeping people home so i wonder if we're going to end up with a bunch of cement cemeteries because everybody can work from home now you uh, know and in that sense yeah, there there actually will be a lot of that. That uh, the if you can, you know, whatever, shut the electric bill off in a building because everybody's working from their house in uh, saving the company money that way. That does make a difference. It really does add up. And there may be more companies that go virtual at this point. Yeah. So um, I know from my standpoint. Um, the schooling from home. No, that's atrocious. Well, no, I'd, I'd say it's successful. Although, um, in our house where we only have two kids, um, last week, two students were suspended (laughs) and I was the only teacher, but there was somebody who had to be let go for day drinking. Yes. (laughs) So, um, I really imagine home. Uh, and being in a pandemic and having, you know, children at home that would have to be learning by e-learning. I, I really, I, I give it up for you ladies and gentlemen who are doing all this. You know, I, I don't know how in the hell you guys can do this. I really don't. I Kudos mean, to you. Yeah, you that, have I, to. I would have told them they would have been shot and buried and th- been through the meat grinder by now. Uh, no way. Yeah. No, I, you have to, you, you know, we don't, we don't have another choice. I can't go ahead and send my kid to school. I have to do this at home and you figure out a routine that is good for you. And thankfully, like you don't have for our school, I should say, I don't know about other schools out there. You don't have to be logged in by a certain time or logged off by a certain time. So if, uh, this takes from, 10 until six, but there's breaks in there, then fine. That's what works for us. That's what we're doing. And, um, I, I do know a lot of schools are going to like pass fail. There isn't necessarily a GPA. Mm. And, uh, I have a family member who's being affected by this. His, this year is his senior year in college. And, uh, he's going to be one of those kids, David and I have talked about it where there's going to be an asterisk on his diploma, you know, like, uh, uh, are you, yeah, it's 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 pass fail. It's not GPA. He doesn't get to say where he ended up percentage wise in his class. He wasn't the top five percent. He wasn't the top ten percent because they're not measuring that. It's just pass fail. Right? They can't measure it. Um, in I'm grateful that they didn't just put it on hold and say that he has to go another semester or another year. That he still gets to graduate on time as long as he does the work. Um, so yeah, that's definitely an advantage there. Um, but with my two kids at home, um, it, there definitely is something to be said about, uh, families who choose to homeschool and do that versus families who send their children to a school and have someone else teach their child. 
Um, I'm, I'm still grateful that there are school systems and I still have teachers that are helping guide me along with what lessons to teach my kids. And they're, they're setting up, you know, WebExes or whatever, um, so that the kids can get a lesson in from a science teacher and see a video or this or that, because I, I, you know, I didn't necessarily study this one specific subject. Um, and my kid is still getting her education, their education. And I'm grateful for that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're figuring it out as a community, as a society, I feel like we're pulling together and you know what, we didn't choose this, but we're doing it. And I feel like we're doing it in a good way. We're, we're going to have positives and I'm still negatives too, but that's okay. I am still choosing to stay hopeful. Not every decision has to be the right decision. Sometimes you can make wrong decisions and learn from those decisions and learn from those choices that you make, you know? And yeah. And, uh, no, I'm right. (laughs) You are right. You are right. right. So I had to have a conversation with our kids. I know we're getting, we're getting, no, go ahead. Uh, And, uh, I had to explain to them, explain why, um, what what the why we have to stay home in whatever my version of why we had to stay home in trying to explain this to my children so whatever's been giving to us by the media me, uh, my version was um that if we don't stay home we could potentially get a bunch of people sick and when we get a bunch of people sick it'll overwhelm the hospitals all at one time so if we stay at home not everybody's going to get sick all at once and then the hospitals will be able to um uh satisfy the people that are sick when they do get sick and then i made a reference to them i i, I like put it into perspective there's a uh, our next door neighbor right next to us he's a 80 year old man and we love this guy. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a beautiful guy. Uh, comes over and talks to us all he can. Like we love, um, we love our neighbor. He's a I I, I we can, he's our grandfather per se. Um, however, I told our daughters I was like, how would you like it if I was in the hospital and Mister yeah, Neighbor Mister Neighbor was in the hospital at the same time but they only had enough medicine for one one person person. and it had to be mr neighbor or dad who gets the medicine and um our youngest daughter looked at me and she's like well i don't know yeah that that question sucks (laughs) that that question sucks that's that's why we have to stay home right and um our oldest daughter looked at me and she's like, well, dad, I guess at that point, nobody gets the medicine then. I was like, all right, I parented you way too hard. Crap. Our daughter's a socialist. <laughs> Crap. No, I, I don't have to get to that point in this country. Or the point with the ventilators with this country, that's right. just really wrong and asinine that we even have to worry about that stuff that, you know, that's, Agreed and to an extent. Yeah. That we're, and that's, that's what this lowering the curve is about that not, you know, people are going to get sick. It is going to happen. There's only so much that we can do. So let's 
do it in a way that the hospitals can handle the situations where we're trying to, or flatten the curve is what they're calling it. Mm. Um, but yeah, that I, I mean, I know what I would choose, but I also know what Mr. Neighbors kids would choose, yeah. you know, mm. that, mm. right. The, we, we all, we all get a choice and our, it's our responsibility as much as I don't like having to stay home. It's my responsibility to stay home and to respect other people's boundaries and to, you know, do what's best for our community at this time. Yeah. But do you can, and we have had this conversation before you and I, can you live in a world where I don't exist? Okay. So here's the thing. Can I live? Yes. Do I want to? No. Um, I'm going to keep going. We, I have reasons to keep going. I, I would love for you to, to be there in, um, a lot of people talk about how, oh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to get married until I was so much older because I wanted to experience so much. And I get that. And I respect that. I understand that. But I, for me in my life at the time when I met you, there was, there was this aha moment for me and like, oh shit, you're the one I can either go out, like walk away from you and go out and have all this fun and experience all these things and hopefully be able to come back to you or just ask you to come along and experience all of that stuff with me. And I am, I am lucky and I am blessed in the fact that you wanted to do that. Damn it. You're going to get me to cry on air. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I love our relationship and I love our marriage and as many fights as we have and as much stuff that goes wrong, there's so much more that, there is yeah, to be all grateful of those things for. are normal. Yes. Yeah. Can I survive without you? Yes, absolutely. I know how to breathe. I know how to eat. I know how to live. Mm-hmm. Um, do I, so this is the thing for us. Do I think that I would ever get married again? Absolutely not. No, absolutely yeah. not. There is not another person in this world that I would want to share my life with the way that I am sharing my life with you. Hmm. I am grateful that you are here and that we have everything we have. There better not be another guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not going to tell you about (laughs) so-and-so. That's not to say, I'm sure I would have a boyfriend. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure I would meet somebody for the weekends. (laughs) But I don't want him to live with me. I don't want him to have a relationship yeah. with my kids the way you do. Our kids. No, but, understood. Right. Understood all of this. Um, but, but, yeah, I can uh, live without you. Yeah. Yeah. Can? Yeah. Do you want to? No. But there's potential for a lot of people in this world to have to make that decision. Right to, now. To, and to that sucks. That, and that, that sucks. sucks. I don't want to have to make that decision right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to. Well, I I can say from my point of view about uh, you know losing a spouse that uh, you know it wasn't that you know it's not that I'm brokenhearted. It's the loneliness that that hurts the worst. Yeah, there because you know it's uh, um, nobody wants to be sitting at home by themselves every night when they come home from work, and you know 
uh, alone. That is, that's, you know, we, that's not what we planned on. That wasn't what's what was supposed to happen. And, and, um, you know, yeah, I can survive. I can do all those good things, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, the lonely, the loneliness hurts. And, and that's what I think, you know, what's helped me is, you know, sounds stupid or not, but, you know, we have this whole little social family that we all belong to that keeps each other uplifted. And believe it or not, there's a few of us out there that, you know, that's what we have. I mean, yeah, I got my kids, I got my grandkids and all that, but they all have their own lives. They're all doing their own thing. And, you know, so I, you know, I, I find comfort and great joy in that. I'm so glad that you have those people. <laughs> yeah. And we're part of those people. Uh, yes, you're people. <laughs> <laughs> we're her people. <laughs> and, and, and singing and dancing and, and singing and dancing and drinking beer at Nebo's. <laughs> yeah. And hugs at Dave shows. Honey, honey we're her people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is true. And hey, you know what? I do want to give a shout out to Chef Jim, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's uh, a beautiful man. Yes, he is a beautiful man. Um, do you know that he's been working at World Central Kitchen? Yeah. And this week they're going to be moving their operation, from what I understand, to Washington Stadium because I think he said 25,000 people there were going to have to feed. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're working so hard, and I am so grateful that they still want to do it because mm. there are people that are walking away. You know what? I don't want to be in the kitchen right now because that means I'm around other people. And even with the face mask and even with the gloves and the hand washing and everything, there are still yeah. risks. And I am so grateful that Jim and all of his friends and coworkers, that they are still going with it and that they are just ramping up their game. Yeah. Taking it to the next level. Yeah. And it, I mean, he's doing humanity, right? He's yeah. doing, um, he's, yeah, yeah. He's a beautiful man and I love everything about it. I can't lift that guy up enough. Like he's and yes, he, yeah. Amazing. He is an amazing person, you know, and, and, and so is granny. Granny's an amazing person yep. too. So <laughs> making well, face masks to be helping him because <laughs> sitting out here in BFE and not being able to go and help people like yeah. in a time of need like this is that's hard. It's I mean, trying. you know, just, <laughs> yeah. And hopefully we get a chance to, to, I mean, I'm hoping Deer Creek still happens. It's, you know, the, I, I'm I planning it. on it. <laughs> I'm in on it That's too. My book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, there's a chance we get to give everybody that big, big monster hug and, 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 and definitely chef Jim gets one of the bigger ones. Absolutely. Uh, and if you get a chance to, yeah, he's, you should gonna, do he's going to, um, uh, join me and tailgate caravan and you guys, and we're all going to cook and raise some money and sing and dance all together. So yeah. that's the plan. Yeah. That's well, I, Hey, it's on my book and ink. <laughs> I don't that away from me. Yeah. I'm keeping a positive mental attitude about it. That's all I've got to go on right now. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll be there. Okay. So I have a song tonight. Mm. Um, I want to read the lyrics to this song, but I want to, um, preface this with, I would like to skip the first uh, yeah, chorus. Yes. Okay. Because what? as soon as I read 
the chorus, it gives the song away. Okay. Um, yeah. The there's verse. It's reading the verse. Right. There's a little bit of a reference in here. Granny, do you know the game that we play? We like to read each other's song lyrics for a song. Um, usually a top 40 song that was very popular. And whenever it comes on the radio, you start singing along. Okay, so I I ha- I don't know that this was a top forty song. That's a game. That's reality. But yeah, I know I know what era um, Sandy grew up in, and I know the commonality of music that we all have. Okay. So I'm oh. hoping that uh, there will be a connection with this song before I have to give it away. Okay. So whoever guesses it first wins. Yes, and just yell it out. (laughs) I have a feeling I know what it is. Okay. (laughs) I've seen the bright lights of Memphis in the Commodore Hotel. And underneath a street lamp, I met a Southern Belle. Well, she took me to the river where she cast her spell. And in that Southern moonlight, she sang a song so well. Nothing. No, like, um, it, it feels very, it feels country a little bit. Uh, I could see why you would say that. It's got a, it's got a little. Sounds country. like a Tom Petty song, but, um. <laughs> I okay. could see why you would you know, say a, that. It's uh, not Tom Petty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, well, we made all the hot spots. My money flowed like wine. Then low down Southern whiskey began to fog my mind. And I don't remember church bells or the money I put down on the white picket fence and board of the house at the edge of town. But boy, do I remember the strain of her ain, the nights we spent together, and the way she called my name. And we would recognize the song if uh, like it came up. Uh, so I don't know that you would recognize the song until I'm going to go ahead and give you the Ugh, chorus the next. The chorus, okay. But I, I was wondering if maybe our good friend Sandy... Might know it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is somebody that lives close by to me? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Um, John okay. Mellencamp. Yeah, what we no. Call him right here. <laughs> okay. So, okay, you ready for the chorus? Yes. If you'll be my Dixie chicken, oh. you'll be my Tennessee lamb. Oh, little feet. And we can walk together down in Dixie land. <laughs> You know, I kept thinking, why does that song sound familiar? <laughs> Those lyrics. Hey, they yeah. put on a show at the oh, I know, theater. I know, yeah. I know, I know, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, just just for it those people magical. out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Little Feet's a band from the 70s. Mm. A great band from the 70s. Yeah, that's uh, your mom's favorite. Yeah, one, one of, yeah. But they uh, there's a reference to a Dave song in there. There's... The in is it Rapunzel? No, it's Crash. It's Crash, where he says, "If you be my Dixie chicken, be I'll be Dixie your Tennessee chicken. lamb." Yeah. yeah. And the first time I heard that, I shit my pants because I knew exactly what he was referencing. <laughs> because I grew up with the mom who listened to Little Feet every day. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, they are a great band. If you yeah. get a chance to see them, um, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah. And, I love your taste in music, though, Granny. You, yeah. You're always posting from <laughs> Disturbed to uh, Little Feet to Dave Matthews. It's all alignment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. And thank you for coming on the show. You were great. You were excellent. This was so much fun. You, 
You were beautiful. Well, we should do it again. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we could do one like after the pandemic and see where we're all at. Let's follow up where are they yeah. now. See how hopefully, things turn out. Hopefully we'll be at all at Deer Creek. Yeah, and we'll see yeah, you. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, we will be. We no, will be. We will be. be. Yeah. And friends, <laughs> yeah. come find us. We'll be there at Deer Creek, smiling. Uh, meet Granny there. Uh, um, follow yeah, her at uh, Sam, Sam Jones nine one seven. Follow her on on Twitter. Uh, connect with her. She's a beautiful person doing beautiful things. Thank and you. thank you so much for coming on the show. We're so grateful. Thank you. No, oh, thank you guys. No, that's been great. I've had a lot of fun. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Something to break up the monotony. Yeah, and and thank you, friends. Thank you for hanging out with us. We're we're so grateful. Wherever you find yourself right now, we're grateful that you're spending that time with us. It it, it means the world to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, please, uh, if you are listening to us right now, we we consider you a friend, and um, we want to be friends with your friends. The, nothing helps us grow our audience more than friends tell friends. So please tell a friend. Um, it, it it would just help us out in so many different ways. Um, if this is your first time listening to us, one, thank you, um, two, try three of them. There's, there's three episodes in there. Pick a couple funny titles. We promise, uh, after three times, I think we can get it right for you. Maybe. Might I, might I suggest the accidental penis? <laughs> that, that was a super funny show. It was so funny. It was so funny. Accidental penis was, <laughs> what, what a good joke. Um, Please, I'd like to take a moment and say, um, did I forget anything else? No, you did. Try three, friends tell friends. Okay. Um, I'd like to take a moment and say thank you. Thank you to Team Tech and Team Sound and Team Music for doing all the things that you do so we can do the things that we do. And... I'd like to say thank you to R. Thank you, Dee. For not divorcing me. I'm thankful that I got to keep my brains today. (laughs) We love all our friends. And that means you. We hope you enjoy. This podcast, too. Don't believe anything we say. We're kind of bullshit today. Because we'll do us. And you do. Thank you. We love you. Good night.